What's up, guys? Welcome to Instagram Marketing Secrets, episode 110. Today is the recap episode of the interview with Dr. Judy Ho. Uh, it is the episode before this one. Definitely go back and listen to it if you haven't yet. I probably would recommend listening to that episode before this one. Um, she is going to talk about uh, Stop Self-Sabotage because she is actually the author of the book called Stop Self-Sabotage, and we take away some of her key points and how it relates to you guys as entrepreneurs. We also go into her Instagram strategies and how she's been able to build a following to over 34,000, become a TV personality, author, done all of these things. So it's a really awesome interview and uh, I'm not surprised it went long looking back because there really was a lot of questions that I had for her. So I think you guys will really like it. And um, by the way, if you do want to pick up a copy of your book, it's linked in the description. And if you do end up picking up a copy of her book, make sure you DM a screenshot of the receipt that you got it to at Dr. Judy Ho on Instagram because for anyone that gets it from the podcast, she will actually give you some bonus content including a 30-day wellness plan, Dr. Judy's animal personality test and how to use it to supercharge work and play and her bonus self-development exercises that are not in the book, you guys. So if you do get a copy of her book, make sure you DM her a screenshot and she will hook it up for the podcast listeners. Uh, So in today's episode, for how I'm going to piggyback off of her interview, I felt she thoroughly laid out her Instagram strategies and I talk about Instagram strategies all the time. So I'm not going to dive into that because uh, like I said, yeah, she really does explain it as much as you guys would need. What I want to dive into is the five most common self-sabotage triggers for entrepreneurs that I've seen. So the five thoughts, the five things that entrepreneurs just get stuck on this mentality that either makes them quit or just go super slow and they just don't really ever move the needle in their business and get to that next level. So uh, we are going to go into my five top uh, or five most common self-sabotage triggers. Let's just turn off the music before. So the first situation that I see out there that's really common uh, sabotage situation for entrepreneurs is that they don't start their business with a strong enough why. And this could be when they start the business or it could be a couple years into the business that they lose sight of that why or it actually turns out that that why wasn't really that strong of a reason and maybe they don't love running their business as much as they thought. And that's why you just have to be really clear of why you're starting the business. Now, the most common wrong reason that people start a business, and this is kind of due to how marketing has been over the last few years, is that a lot of people who sell courses on how to start a business, how to start an Amazon FBA business, how to start a uh, an affiliate marketing business from scratch with no experience, All of those courses, which I'm not saying anything wrong against, however, the way that a lot of them have been marketed over the last probably like five years mostly, but more like 10 or 15, um, just kind of emerging slowly, has been lifestyle marketing. So of course, Ty Lopez comes to mind when when you think of this kind of marketer. I'm not going to blame him for the whole industry. He just kind of gets that rep because he was... Uh, first to to really to really uh, capitalize on this is taking pictures with Lamborghinis, showing uh, videos of him going out on dates with girls, 
and all of this stuff and then leading to like check out my Amazon FBA training, right? So they weren't pitching people on, do you want to be creative, like a creative business owner and invent your own products and develop your own brand and stand for something and go out there and find customers and quit your, like quitting your day job is talked about all the time. Okay. I'll say that, but, um, you know, just the things that really make an entrepreneur an entrepreneur, the creativity aspects, the, they love working for themselves and, um, and they're also willing to do a lot of work. They're willing to be every position in the company at the beginning. There's a lot of entrepreneurial traits that are necessary to, to run a business, especially being a solopreneur. But when it's pitched like, do you want a Lamborghini and to quit your job? Like a hundred percent of people say yes, even though running a business, like the true work that it takes and the amount of time it takes before you would even get that Lamborghini, if you ever get the Lamborghini and if that would even be within five years, you know, it's like that they're so far away from it, um, but it's sold to them in that sense. But they're, they're, some of them go into it with this, this uh, misconception of how long it's going to take to achieve that lifestyle result. So, I, I mean, most people are sensible enough now to know when a guy pulls up on a Lamborghini, he's like, check out my new training, that it, it throws up red flags. But when it was new, it was really, uh, like, e- even uh, people who aren't very gullible or susceptible to marketing were still like, damn, like, I want that lifestyle. So when you try to start a business with, I want to own a Lamborghini, being like at the root of it all, then when you get to like product selection and marketing and you're watching, you know, advertising, advertisements not work and you have to pull them and you have to reinvest money in different places and you have to hire people, all that shit happens. If you didn't have a strong enough why for why you started it, then it's all gonna crumble. So that's a more common situation probably like five years ago for some people. And I got a lot of messages even a couple years ago of people asking like, hey man, like I'm just trying to make a lot of money. I'm trying to make 10K a month. Like how do I do that? And when you come to me and just say like, how do I make 10K a month? I'm like, well, what business do you want to start? He's like, just tell me what business to start that makes 10K a month. I'm like, that is not a question that can be answered because I don't know what you're passionate about. You have to, if you want to make 10K a month from your business, you're probably going to have to be pretty passionate about it because you're going to have to do it for a while. And paying yourself 10K a month is a totally different thing than your business making 10K a month. So, you know, like it just really comes from a position of I was sold on the entrepreneur journey from whoever. Maybe maybe they just watched Wolf of Wall Street and they're like, that's me, baby. You know, they're like, I want to be an entrepreneur. And then they're like, all right, I got to ask some entrepreneur how to make 10K a month. And he's just going to be like, just go to this website, log in, and you'll you'll be done, right? Like, it's, it's not going to be that answer. And when they see how long of a road it is, they either don't start, which is almost better in this circumstance, or they start. And then after a long time, um, the motivation dwindles. And of course, it, it fails. So other wrong reasons, I guess, to be in business. There isn't really any wrong blanket statement reason because even money could be a strong enough reason 
for some of you out there, it's really like, yeah, I just want to get a lot of money. But then usually there's a why behind that. Okay, why do you want all that money? Well, really, I want to open this business. So I don't really care as much if I'm super passionate about the first business, I'm going to do it more for what the market needs. And I want to gain these skill sets. And I'm going to open this business and gain a lot of money and save it up so I can start the real business I want to do. Like some of you might, you know, have that kind of mindset. So therefore, because you have this big picture goal for the second business you want to start, which is really what you want to do, and you're thinking of a first business that's going to be the vehicle to get you there, it is a little bit easier to deal with the shit. But that is a person that has a strong why, and they can deal with the shit. If you don't have a strong why, the shit will make you question what you're doing and will make you slow down or stop. So that's why if you don't have a reason why at the at the base of it, it's not going to work. Now, another thing when when people hear like have a strong why, like it's not meant to be like a frou-frou kind of thing, like but it can be. Like if you want it to be for sure, if you're like I want to I'm going to make a vision board, I'm going to put all these places I want to travel on my wall. Go for it. What whatever really motivates you is is ultimately what you should do. But it's not as much about like I want to open a charity. Like you don't have to have like a big crazy goal that you can tell everyone about that everyone's like that's so awesome good for you okay then it's not your goal at all (laughs) um but it it can literally just be like yeah i'm trying to make like a couple extra grand a month because i love video games like i want to spend more time playing video games but i need a more automated business like if that's your why then that's your why like just own whatever it is um but being an entrepreneur really comes down to knowing yourself the number one thing that I would tie to an entrepreneur's overall results. uh, There's a lot of answers I could give for this, but it's up there. I'm just going to say that. I'm not going to say number number one, Um, but it's how well they know themselves because then it makes it a lot easier for them to, to, to just make decisions and to know what to do and to know why you're doing it because your lifestyle goals will ultimately determine a lot of your business, um, you know, actions. So if you don't know these whys, you're either gonna not know what to do when shit hits the fan, or you're just gonna give up, or you're not gonna build your business in the right way. You might just build a business based off of like, well, this makes sense, but then you build a business in a way that grants you absolutely no no freedom of time and doesn't really make you that much money. So you don't really have that much flexibility, like do the math with your business and then make sure the math matches up to the lifestyle that you're really trying to create. So really like for knowing your why, rather than like my why is to uh, be financially savvy for my future family, which has been like a motivator for me, but that's also not like what my answer would be for for this particular scenario. So it's not as much what's your why as much as it is what is the lifestyle that this business is actually trying to unlock for you and are you designing your business in a way that it has a chance to unlock the actual lifestyle that you want because that is your point of satisfaction. Otherwise, it doesn't matter if your sales numbers just keep going up, but you're getting farther away from that lifestyle that you're trying to achieve. So just be more intentional with what you're doing or this is going to be a big self-sabotage trap that you can end up in. The second thing I'm going to talk about or the second uh, common self-sabotage situation is when you create content for other people's approval. Or you're just very aware of 
all the content that's being created in your industry and you're looking at it through the wrong lens. All right. So I'm at like 10.4K at the time of this recording. I will look at videos from some of the other coaches out there that have 40,000 followers and their videos are just so much better than mine. I'm like, they, they talk smoother. Their, their captions look better. Like their fonts are better. I'm like, my fonts look stupid now. Like they're, I don't know. Like they just have perfect fonts, <laughs> you know, like their color scheme is great. Like I still mess with myself when I watch other content that's better than mine. And then at the same time, sometimes I'll get on coaching calls with some of my students and they'll be like, you're so good at, at on video. How do you get so good on video? I'm like, oh, so you're looking at me like I'm jealous of how Derek's doing. And I'm looking at other people like I'm jealous of what they're doing. And I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised if these people at 30K aren't looking at, you know, the 500K million influencers or um, coaches and then or, or just looking at like people like Tony Robbins speaking on stage and being like, man, they're so much better at speaking than me. So th- there's always going to be someone better than you and there's always someone worse than you. So if you play the game of creating content for one, others approval or two, you're just you're not creating content because it's not going to get others approval or it's not going to look as good as other people's, then obviously that's a big issue. So if you're looking at other people's content and you're like, mine's not as good, I'm gonna wait till it's as good, um, and then you just don't really post very often, that's gonna be a, a big problem because you're not going to truly get better until you post and then record another one and post and like keep going and keep going and keep going because the video skills won't come until you make videos, okay, and post them. Um, and just know that someone is watching your video thinking, I wish I was that good on video. Like if you knew that, wouldn't you feel so much more comfortable posting it? And that's true. So there's someone reading your captions and saying, man, they are so much better at writing captions than me. There's someone looking at your profile picture and says, oh, they've, they have such a cooler profile picture than me. It just like looks so nice on the account. I like how they have that background. Like I don't have that, that nice of a photo of me. And you're looking at their account like, oh, they're just so good at making like at video editing. Like, how am I supposed to compete? And everyone out there, in a way, is playing the compare each other game to to each other's lives or to each other's skill sets. And it can either make you not post content or post content that's not really a true reflection of what you want to post. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna design some content based around some of the stuff that I see other people posting. And I think this will get a lot of likes. Like I'm going to post this to get a lot of likes. Now, just to clarify, there are times, like, especially if my engagement is hurting, one of the best things you can do is just, just post something that's going to get a lot of likes. It is the easiest way to, to help your engagement like instantly. So I'm not going to go off and post something that I don't believe in that I know is going to get a lot of likes or something that's just like so basic, like some kind of entrepreneur quote, like some Gandhi quote, just to be like, yeah, everyone will like it. Like, I'm not going to do that, but I will think, you know, what's, what's an Instagram tip or some kind of information I can give that, that I know is going to do really well. Like, that's okay to ask yourself. It's okay to ask like, all right, what could I post right now? That's going to get a lot of likes that is still within my realm of content that I am okay producing. But when it comes down to I'm going to produce content outside of the my 
industry or who I am to, to hopefully get likes. Um, it probably isn't going to get a lot of likes for one, cause it's just so off brand. Um, but now you are just kind of, you're not being yourself on the app. And then once you lose sight of yourself, like I just talked about, one of the biggest things for entrepreneurs to be successful is really knowing themselves. You have to know yourself and what you're really good at and how you work to be able to optimize how you work. So you you have to really know yourself. And if you start losing sight of yourself because you're letting your page go off in directions that others are pulling you into, um, you know, it's good to model other people. But as, as soon as you copy other people and it's just getting off brand and everything, it's just as not a good road to go down. So just know that there, every account that you follow, like all these influencers, you follow them because they're unique, right? Like the, you're probably following them because they're, you're like, yeah, like there's this, they, they do a lot of things that a lot of other people do, but then there's a couple unique factors about them. So if you're a personal brand is mostly who I'm speaking to, you know, keep that uniqueness about you. Um, but even down to like e-commerce companies, there still is like something unique about your company that makes it you and, and it will make it great. So make sure that you hold on to the bits of uh, uniqueness in your company and not just try to do everything by the book as, as you see other people doing it. Hey, Bar & Grill fans, it's Jim with Madhouse Bar Talk where me and my co-hosts sit around and talk about the things going on around Madhouse Bar and Grill in Elyria, Ohio. The whole conversation is unscripted, uncensored, and unedited. Anywhere where you stream podcasts, just remember, Madhouse Bar Talks, baby! Oh, I'm going to leave with one other thing. So, two, I said it's creating content for others' approval. Social media, or I'll say this, being a personal brand is not as much about creating content for others' approval as much as it is approving of yourself to express yourself for for others to see and just being okay with whatever they think because they, they probably most of the time don't even have negative opinions of you. And it's usually just our own minds thinking that other people will have a problem with us. Like I had an episode recently saying like, I have way more podcast haters in my head than I've ever had in real life. Like people I'm like, oh, they won't like this episode. Uh, I'm not, I know there's plenty of people who don't like this episode. And then some, I'll get a message and I'll be like, hey man, listen to your recent episode. I'm like, oh no, here they are. And they'll be like, it was great. I'm like, oh really? Like, like there's just so many haters that we make up in our head. So just know that once you approve of yourself to be who you are on social media is more of the name of the game for being a personal brand than creating content for others' approval. Cool? All right, so number three, the number three big self-sabotage situation for entrepreneurs is the financial fear when transitioning from a traditional career to a business owner. So I know a lot of you out there are maybe you're uh, commuting to work right now, right? There's a lot of people that listen to podcasts that are still working a traditional career. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably, you probably have a side hustle. And most people that I talk to when they have this side hustle, it's something they're passionate about. And it's something that they want to take to take over 
to be their only job, right? You want to get rid of your other job as soon as your business is making enough money for you to comfortably do so. And the the problem is, is you're not just going from, is that you're going from a, a known income to an unknown amount of income. Okay. And, um, even when you, like, when you finally like go through the transition to be like, you know what? All right, I'll be a business owner and you're making however much per month, like business owners don't like, oh yeah, I make like 10 K a month. You know, it could, it's like 12, 17, 5 K like 32 K. Like it still is like all over the place. Like even, even if you're like a huge company, it still is fluctuating, right? So like, unless you get to the point where your company is so big that you then like designate your own salary to pay yourself from, from the company, and you're just kind of working off of like whatever profit you get as you go, as most solopreneurs do, the thing is, is that you're going to be going from a known amount of money to an unknown amount of money. And most of the time, it's a lot less, especially in your first we'll say like two or three years of entrepreneurship, and it could be less than that. But um, for the most part, a lot of people transition from being a traditional worker to an entrepreneur after they've been a traditional worker for a few years. And the reason why is because most people are brought up on the expectation to go to college and get a job, and then you're going to like that job, and then you're going to just get promoted from that company. And that was totally me. And until I had graduated college and checked out other jobs, I, I that's when I realized, damn, that's actually not what I want. And a lot of people have to go to college, they get that job, they work it for a few years, and then they realize they hate it. And by that time, you might even be making high five figures or, or uh, somewhere in the six-figure range that when you're going to run your own company... Um, unless it's like already built to the point where you're making six figures, which is crazy if you built a six-figure company in the evenings while working a six-figure salary job. That's so awesome. Congrats to you. Um, but most people are going to be building a business and it will take them you know, a year at least of mostly reinvesting everything they make back into the business. So um, you you may have to essentially live broke, if you will, for your first couple of years of business. Now, please know, like, of course, there's gray space to all these situations. I'm not going to acknowledge it every second, all right? Um, but this is just how it is going to be for most people. You're not going to make very much money the first year, and you might go from making a hundred grand to just you don't know, and and that's the thing, you don't know. It could be twenty k, it could be forty k, it could be a hundred k. Probably, probably not. It will most likely be less. And really, you don't know, and it will change every month. And that's not how you're used to being paid. And because you're not used to being paid a fixed amount every week or every month, um, it makes it like you have this fear of, wait, should I actually leave this job? I hate this job. I hate everything about it. I would love to open a business. However, I have health insurance. I have a 3% match on my 401k. And I have a dental and I've got a company car that I'd have to give up and I'm making a hundred ten K a year. Like some people are in that situation when they're looking at to start their business or not. And to those people, what I'd say is if you know you hate your job and you know you want to start a business, and literally this is that last little gap for you, is to make that jump. Because everyone has lived broke at some point in their life. Again, with the gray space thing, I know not everyone, but most people 
okay, have lived broke at some point in their life, especially like you you move out of your parents' house. If you've gone to college and you had you lived in like a, your own apartment with a few buddies and it, everyone's been in a, a financial position where they're not thriving, right? And it's not that hard. I mean, it's sure you have financial hardships, but like you're not going to die and you'll be okay. And you will get to your financial level again at some point. Um, but this is what I had to do. I, I had made 109 the year before I had left that job, um, you know, in sales to be a full-time entrepreneur. And then I did become a part-time of each and I made less. And then I, the next year I made less. And I would, during that time, I was just working less on that business and more on transitioning into being an entrepreneur until I just cut it entirely. When you're making 50 shortly after making 110 in a year, it is quite a bit different, right? Especially because I'm investing a lot of money into my company too, a lot of personal money. And I basically just had to live very uh, below my means because even my companies that were making money at that time, I was mostly just reinvesting profits. And I was just like, I'm just going to live broke. Like I'm just going to live broke so that I can just keep reinvesting everything. And you're actually like totally fine. You just, you keep as much money as you need to pay your bills and get your groceries and everything like that. And you just might live below your means a little bit and it's fine. So if you're in the position where like, I hate my job, I'd love to open this business, but I don't know about the financial fear for the first couple years, then do it. Like you, you will be so mad at yourself if you stay in that job and you're 60 and now you're like, well, now I definitely can't leave because I'm the freaking vice president of the company. And I, I don't even remember what business I wanted to start, right? Like you're the longer you stay in a traditional career, the more they pay you and the more your benefits go up typically. And the more you get used to just being that way that you get paid, like oh, I show up at these times, I do this work, don't fuck up too bad and you won't get fired and you'll get this amount of money. And this is a, what that money gets me in lifestyle and I'm used to it. Uh, you, you're not used to, okay, now I'm going to work evenings and weekends because I'm passionate about my business. And you get so far removed from the way of life that is necessary to run a business and you get so used to the traditional way that it's really hard to make the tr transition if you've done it for years. Do this transition right away if, if you know that you hate that if you could... If you'd hate to see yourself in your job or working for a different company, but in like a similar position in 20 years, then the sooner you can rip the bandaid and just get used to like, I, I could actually make decent money right away, but I also might just live below my means and kind of just be like back in college for a little bit where I make enough money to pay my bills. And then um, you're just kind of fine after that. You you know, money comes and goes. And if you need to make some money, you can go out there and, and do a job and, and put in the work and make some things happen. But just know your finances, do the math, and just know that if your personal income that is left over for you to save or typically just you're just buying whatever you want with goes down so that you can start this business that you would love, you should make that that trade-off 100 times out of 100. The fourth major self-sabotage trap that entrepreneurs fall under is your ego gets in the way of letting go of an offer that's not working. Totally guilty of this, all right? It's very easy to, when you have an idea as an entrepreneur, it's almost 
always a eureka. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, oh my God. Like that, that's me at least. Like all day, I'm just like, oh my God, I have the craziest idea. And a lot of times it, it doesn't play out right, but it just makes so much sense in the moment and you love it and you get so excited and, and you just like take action on it right away. That's great. Like that's all, all what like being an entrepreneur is all about is just getting creative and then acting on those ideas with pure motivated fun and joy, just attacking this new creative idea. It's awesome. But it's also very easy to once you get data that is showing that it's not really working, it's easy for your mind to protect your own ego. Are you interested in small businesses? My name is David C. Barnett, and I've been podcasting and producing YouTube videos about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses for almost 10 years. I'm a former business broker and have owned and operated several businesses, and I've been advising business owners since the 1990s. Each week, I create a new podcast which answers one of your questions, and I've always got amazing, exciting guests. You can find me on YouTube by going to smallbusinessanddealmakingpodcast.com or just search David Barnett's Small Business in any podcasting app to find me. I look forward to seeing you around. That if I can't make this idea work, then it means that I'm stupid or that I am not a good inventor or I come up with bad ideas. And obviously that's not the case. It's just you can't rely on yourself to have 100% good ideas. And they're not always good ideas. So when you are seeing data, especially of people are going to our website, looking at the product, and then not even adding it to the cart, or when they do, they're never buying it, and the conversion rates are low, it could be that your marketing needs to improve. But usually if you're seeing data that is way below average as far as conversions go it's the offer itself is wrong it's not something people want or it's packaged in a way that does not explain to people why they want it but it's very easy for our egos to uh to protect themselves and we're very unaware of this too otherwise we wouldn't have this issue it, it's a problem People are totally unaware of when they have it is why I'm bringing it to your attention because I was very unaware that I had this issue for a long time. And there's uh, certain products that were not getting the data that we were looking for. And I tried everything apart from pulling the product before pulling the product. So that really did help me learn the lesson thoroughly. So I guess I'm grateful for that part. But ultimately, it was a lesson that... I or it was something that I could have pulled a lot sooner. I could have pulled a year earlier th this product and we could have saved a lot of time had I not overlooked the data that was in front of me telling me this invention of yours actually does need to be modified in in order to work. It's it makes a lot of sense, but it just isn't getting you the conversion rates that you hoped for. So it's time to blame the idea itself rather than thinking, oh, I just got to make my website loading speed quicker. Like you're not that close to solving a problem if it's far from the conversions you need. So I've had to learn it. And guess what? Every single business owner and every single company 
needs to do this all the time. Nike probably scraps just as many designs each year as they create. Google is really known for ditching ideas. You guys remember Google Plus? <laughs> um, you know, back when uh, the podcast was called Google Plus Marketing Secrets. <laughs> now, Google Plus never took off. And uh, after about a year of trying to promote the shit out of it and it not working, Google's like, cut it. And, and they're a huge company. It, it could be, it would be so easy for them to say, you know what, we have unlimited money, pretty much, unlimited resources, this crack staff of awesome coders and and all, all the data and resources we need to make this happen. So just keep going. Um, or they could say, you know what, just because we're Google and we've done a lot of things right doesn't mean that we're going to execute on everything right. And they pulled it and then they could focus their efforts on all of the new things that they come out with since that. Just know that every company has to do this and no one is above it. And it has nothing to do with uh, with you when you have to pull a product or pull an idea or make a massive pivot in your company. Optimistic about it. Don't be pessimistic about your data too. You don't want to pull a product before you've really got enough data to tell you to do so. But just be realistic with the numbers that you're seeing. The fifth trap that I see entrepreneurs run into and self-sabotage is that they don't take failures from one business and let it build into the next opportunity. They take their failures as something that demotivates them and discourages them from being able to take on the, the next opportunity. So for instance, if you open a business, it essentially fails, failing as in it just isn't worth your time to run. It's not making enough money or maybe it's not making any money at all and it's losing you a ton of money. Either way, you just have to stop this business. And you have the decision of going back to a different kind of career or you can open a new business. This is a very you know cut and dry situation and never is this easy though. But let's just say you failed at your first business and you're looking to start your second one you really should look at the second business as, oh man, I know so much more after running that first business. And I really feel like I look at it like this and that's how I've been able to kind of just start on new business ideas quickly is that even if the last one didn't work before that, I know why it didn't. And because I know why it didn't, it helps me approach the next opportunity with more confidence. And if you let each of your opportunities, whether it be a success or a failure, translate into confidence for you moving forward, you're going to be an unstoppable force of just, you just keep going. So if you can let your failures even build into confidence, because you know what went wrong, if you don't know what went wrong, then figure that out and talk to people. And again, be a realist about the data and look into it. Um, but it's usually pretty obvious when you are shutting down a company why you have to because you probably have tried everything if you get to the point of shutting it down and it's it's clear to you. So know that I'm not going to make this mistake. Apart from that, I learned so much from this company. There's so many things that I wish we did right from the beginning that we didn't do until way later and take that experience as I know that this next business is going to go so much better. Otherwise, if you let these thoughts come up like, 
you, I guess you were right. You were never good enough to run this business. And all these people who doubted you were actually right. You weren't able to. You're quitting. That part sucks, but let's get real here. Like, why would you surround yourself with those thoughts when you can simply just surround yourself with the other thoughts that I just mentioned? It really is going to be as simple as that when it really comes to it is which thoughts are you surrounding yourself with? Are you saying, oh, I guess you were never good enough to run a business or are you telling yourself, okay, I learned so much. I'm glad I got that out of the way. Let's go into the the next opportunity with more confidence. It really is that simple when it comes down to it, but it's not that simple to execute it. Otherwise, everyone (laughs) would be doing awesome and I wouldn't need to make a point of this. Um, But this is really where people run into a a trap and get on a negative spiral of their confidence and then eventually just gets to the point where they just have to give up and and go into a different opportunity. And really the only thing that I would add on to this is that everyone that is in a successful position right now failed the hell out of their way there. There's rarely any exceptions to, to this. I can't even think of any exceptions, but anyone who is doing significantly well with any venture, whether it be sports or business, or they're an awesome singer, it doesn't matter, whatever they are, they they went through a lot of struggle to get there. So it's just always part of it. So why are you letting your struggle, which is a necessary part of your journey, make you think that that, that wasn't supposed to be part of your journey? It would be like you expecting to kill the bad guy 20 minutes into a movie. Like you got to go through the whole journey. <laughs> so yeah, I, I try to look at it like life at, through the lens of I'm just like living out a, a movie. I'm going to go through the struggle and then I'm going to get to the end. It's going to be awesome. It's kind of weird, but it kind of keeps me going at the same time. When I'm going through the struggle part, I'm like, all right, this is just part of the story. And I know it sounds like, all right, you're just telling yourself that. And that that is what's happening. I am just telling myself that so that I don't have to get stuck down in this rut of negative thinking. So just tell yourself what you need to do to get out of negative thinking. As simple as that. I'm going to leave it at that. All right, guys. I really uh, appreciate you listening to the end of the episode. Again, go back and listen to the Dr. Judy Ho episode if you haven't yet. And pick up a copy of her book, Stop Self-Sabotage, in the description. I have a lot of awesome stuff coming for you guys next month. So we're already in October, but like towards the end of this month, I'm going to be giving you guys something that most course creators have not done. I'm really excited about. I'm really excited to see what your reaction to this is, but I will be unveiling something huge in the next couple weeks. So stay tuned and I will talk to you next week.